Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The children of Israel had been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years or for four centuries. And finally, you know the story, they cry out to the Lord and the Lord sent them a deliverer and his name is who? Moses. Very good. And Moses, you know the story, he went before Pharaoh and he said, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. Well, then finally, Pharaoh was forced to set the people free, and two and a half million Israelis go backpacking out of Egypt on their way to the promised land, on their way to the land of destiny, on their way to the land of Canaan. And they finally find themselves, after making a series of stops at uh, different campsites, They finally find themselves at the base of Mount Sinai. Remember I told you Mount Sinai looks like a rectangle. And what a, one scholar said that Mount Sinai looks like a big giant pulpit. And that's appropriate because it's from this big giant pulpit, Mount Sinai, that God is going to preach the greatest sermon that's ever been heard to fall on the ears of men as he gives to Moses the Ten Commandments. Remember, we've talked about it over the last several weeks. I like to rehearse the Ten Commandments. I'm glad because you guys have been telling me rehearsing the Ten Commandments have been etching it into your mind. And that's good because Christians, we ought to know the Ten Commandments. Goodness. Somebody say amen. Amen. We ought to know the Ten Commandments. That little video clip I showed you, people can quote the Ten Top Beers, but they can't quote Two Commandments. I think I get too many amens here, but that's okay. I know. It's all right. And uh, so let's just do it in good form and in tradition as we've been doing. Let's do it again. We'll recite the Ten Commandments together. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet anything of your neighbors. Therein we have the Ten Commandments. They are not the ten initiatives. They are not the ten suggestions. They are the ten commandments, the law of God. Now, remember I told you, here's a little audience participation. I told you that the law is divided into how many components? Very good. And they have, first of all, we have the law of God, and then you have what? 
the law of Moses, and they are different. The first component, the law of God, that's the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, the law of God. The law of God, the Ten Commandments, we've pointed out, are eternal, unchanging, and binding upon all men. The law of God applies to every man, woman, boy, and girl throughout all of history for all time. In other words, listen, it is still wrong for a Christian to worship other gods. It's still wrong for people to make a graven image. It's still wrong to be disrespectful to your parents. It is still wrong to take the name of the Lord your God in vain. It is still wrong to commit adultery or murder. So the law, the law of God, the Ten Commandments are still in effect for today. The second component of the law, we've talked about this. If you've missed any of this, you can order the teachings in the bookstore. The second component of the law is the law of Moses. The law of Moses deals with the ceremonial and civil aspects of the nation of Israel. The law of Moses is applicable and binding and applies to Jewish people only, not Gentiles. Remember I told you the contrast or pointed out to you the contrast between the law of God and the law of Moses. The law of God was given audibly from Mount Sinai and everyone heard it. The law of Moses was given privately to Moses. The law of God was written with the finger of God on tablets of stone. The law of Moses was dictated from God to Moses and Moses put them in writing. The law of God was miraculously preserved in the Ark of the Covenant. The law of Moses was not to be kept in the Ark of the Covenant. We talked about that. I should also remind you, the law wasn't given to make us righteous. The law was given to point out the fact that we are a wreck, that we are a mess, and that we need a Messiah. You understand? That's the purpose of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. Therefore, the law was our tutor. Remember that word, pedagogos, a schoolmaster, a tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. You see that word tutor, a schoolmaster. The purpose of the law was to teach you, was to point out the fact that we are on death row and we need a pardon. The first four commandments we talked about are on the first table of stone and they deal with loving God. Remember we talked about that? If you love God, then you'll have no other gods in your life. If you love God, you won't make any image of the real God. If you love God, you won't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You will be sure to keep the Sabbath. If you love God, the first table of stone. And then the second table of stone deals with loving others. The first table deals with loving God. The second table deals with loving others or relationships with people. And beginning with loving people, the closest relationship to you would be that of your parents. And so the last time we were together, we talked about honor your mama and your daddy your mother and your father, the fifth commandment. We talked about that, which brings us to commandment number six. Saints, listen, tonight it is going to get interesting. I realize 
Tonight, we are going to talk about a politically supercharged topic. Murder. Capital punishment. I realize that there are many, many people who disagree with my position. That's fine. You can have your opinion. I'll have mine. When we get to heaven, God will tell you that I was right. It's okay. I'm going to let y'all be wrong. But it's all right. You understand? It is okay for us to disagree on the non-essentials. We get all taught, oh, I can't believe you're a Democrat. I can't believe you're a Republican, a publicrat, whatever you are. I don't know. We don't care. Who cares? The reality is we come together on the essentials on issues of doctrine, we don't have a right to disagree. God's word is true, and every man is a liar. And there are lots of topics in the Bible that we are free to disagree on in a very, very loving way. Tonight, we come to one, this whole topic of murder. We'll talk about it tonight. So tonight, we come to commandment number six, if you're still tracking with me. I don't know. Let's just read it. It's only four words. But just in the, this is just the way we do things. We will read it. Exodus chapter 20, and we'll read verse 13. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Matter of fact, let's do something different. You read it. Exodus 20, verse 13. If you're there, say amen. amen. Okay, now read. All right, stop right there. Give me your attention. The sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Listen, I don't know. Did I read this to you? A Sunday school teacher was discussing the Ten Commandments with her five and six-year-olds. And after explaining the commandment to honor your father and mother, she asked, is there a commandment that teaches us how to treat our brothers and sisters? Well, quickly, one of the little kids answered and said, thou shall not kill. I like that. So here we have the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. This commandment, listen, saints, has generated all kinds of questions. Questions like, is it wrong to kill an animal? And that's why people are vegetarians. Because you shall not, King Jimmy says, kill. You shall not kill. Which is the word that most people are familiar with. Here in the new King Jimmy, we have the word murder. King James, most people are most familiar with, thou shall not kill. That's what King James says. So because of this commandment, a lot of people have said, well, I'm a vegetarian because thou shalt not kill. Questions like, is capital punishment wrong? Is abortion wrong? How can you be for capital punishment and against abortion? How can a Christian be for war and join the military? What about euthanasia? What about self-defense as it relates to killing? A lot of questions. As I've pointed out, very important to understand, King James says, which is what most people are familiar with, thou shall not kill. Here in the New King James, it is accurately translated, thou shall not 
murder. In the Hebrew language, it actually reads, thou shalt not murder. Now listen, there is a distinction between killing and murder. God, listen, allows killing. God does not allow murder, thus the commandment. God allows killing. God does not allow murder. Killing, what's the difference, Rodney? Killing speaks of moral justification or killing in defense or killing in war. Killing. And murder is the taking of life without legal or moral justification. That's the difference. God is not saying you shall never kill. God is saying you shall never murder. This commandment is against the intentional killing of a human being for purely personal reasons, whatever those reasons might be. That's what this commandment refers to. It's in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. It reads this. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Saints, listen, that's murder. God hates murder. The shedding of innocent blood. Now again, politically sensitive topic. But concerning capital punishment, please hear me. Concerning capital punishment, I believe the Bible is clear. I believe to those who senselessly take the lives of other people. You have these mass murderers on death row for 40 years. To those who senselessly take the lives of other people, they are classified as a murderer, killing without cause, and I believe that capital punishment is justifiable in that case. Again, I realize that lots and lots and lots of people disagree with me, and that's okay. But that is classified biblically as murder. Now, I think we need to understand something here. A murderer is killing or all murder, should I say, is killing, but not all killing is necessarily murder. I'll say that again. All murder is killing, but not all killing is necessarily murder. God has ordained his word that war, killing, is a necessity in the word. Don't you remember what Jesus said? Are you listening? Don't you remember what Jesus said? He said there will be wars and rumors of wars, nations going to rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And then Jesus said, this is the way it's always going to be until I come again. And in his kingdom, Jesus went on to say, we will study war no more. Spears will be turned into pruning hooks and swords turned into Plows, but that won't happen until Jesus sets up his kingdom. Jesus makes it clear there will be war. Killing in the Bible, we see it over and over again. You might remember the Canaanites. The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Parasites, and all the otherites. 
occupied the land of Canaan, the promised land, the land that God said, I'm giving to my people. And God told his people, I want you to go into the land of Canaan and I want you to kill. God said this. I want you to kill every man, woman, boy, girl, cows, dogs, cats, fish, kill everything. God told his people to go into the land and to kill. Why? Because, listen, the Canaanites were cruel. The Canaanites were evil people. The Canaanites practiced every kind of evil. And it was God in his mercy that didn't want that behavior spreading to other areas and infecting his people as well. So he told the children of Israel to go in and to wipe them out. And mind you, Genesis chapter 15, you go do your homework. Genesis chapter 15, prior to their eradication, God gave them 400 years to repent and they refused. And God was patient. You say wiping out Men, women, children, boy, girl is cruel. No, that's compassion. That's mercy. That's grace. God had grace on his people. And God was showing them compassion, mercy, and grace prior to their eradication. But they refused to repent. 400 years, Genesis chapter 15. So they refused to repent. They become more vile and more dark until they finally, after 400 years, God said, they must be put out of their misery. They are going to die anyway. Don't you remember? Listen to me close. Remember just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, I was talking about a rabid dog that comes into your house and bites the kids or seeks to bite the kids. Remember I talked about would it be justifiable if I took out my 38, of which I don't have a 38, but if I had a 38. If I took out my 38 and killed the dog, would that be justifiable? Absolutely. Why? Because the dog was going to infect my family. And not only that, but the rabbit disease dog is going to die anyway. Listen, there are times when death is justified, although not desirable. (laughs) although not desirable. Now, I believe we all know this. We live in a murderous, killing, violent society. Can I get an amen to that? That's the truth. Did you know, listen, if you live in the United States, you have a one in 153 chance of being killed. Did you know that? Now, that's just not in the hood. <laughs> so y'all think, well, what, I'm not even going to go there, okay? You have a 1 in 153 chance of being killed in the United States. Intentional killing and suicide, listen, ranked one-fourth among the causes of death in the United States after heart disease, cancer, and accidents. Intentional killings took more than 1.2 million years of potential life from victims in 1995 if the victims had lived till age 65. Three-fourths of the victims murdered are men whose ages were 15 to 44 years old. Murder rate for women are significantly lower in all states, with Nevada having the highest risk and Minnesota the lowest. 
the murder rate continues to rise. There is a lot of innocent blood shed in our country and a disregard for human life. Can I get an amen? amen? That's very true. Listen to this. From 1990 to 99, the murder rate tripled, going from 1.5 per 100,000 people to 6.8 per 100,000 people. Currently, there is an increase in murder, almost 2,000 per year, according to the U.S. World News and Report. School violence every day, approximately 100,000 children are assaulted at school. 5,000 teachers are threatened with physical violence. This is every day. 5,000 teachers are threatened with physical violence every single day, and 200 every single day are actually attacked. And I could add to that, even in churches today, preachers are being attacked. It's sad. I have a, a friend of mine who, he said something from the pulpit that some wacko didn't like. And he came down from the pulpit, hey, can, can we talk over here? I'd like to talk to you about a few things. Can we talk over here? And uh, I didn't like what you said and literally beat the pastor up. And that ain't going to happen here. I'm just... <laughs> can I get an amen? amen? We ain't going to have none of that now. Uh-uh. I mean, this is, it's crazy. I mean, here's my point. That we live in a violent, violent, murderous society. And of course, who can ever forget? Does this date ring a bell? Ding, ding, ding. January 22nd, 1973. Ring a bell. Roe Ro versus Wade Supreme Court ruling legalized abortion. And get this, 37 million babies have been killed. The American Family Association Journal refers to the abortion in our country as the American Holocaust. 37 million babies, that's six times greater than the six million Jews who have been murdered by Hitler. 37 million names, aborted babies, could fill the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall 700 times. During a 25-year period, one child was aborted for, every, for approximately every three babies. We live in a murderous, murderous, violent, violent society. It is common to hear of someone's murder now. Do you remember the day when it used to be shocking? Somebody got murdered? <gasps> That's awful. I mean, I remember, look, I've been in North Carolina for 11 years. And I remember when I first came here, everything was nice <laughs> and peaceful. And I loved it. And I hardly ever, you really didn't hear about that much killing and that much murder. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all just look at me like I'm crazy. It, you know, I, I didn't hear that much about it. And now it, it's, it's getting pretty common. Way out in the boonies somewhere, somebody in, in towns where hardly anybody lives. And it's like, what is going on? People walking into homes and raping and killing men, women, and children. 
People stopping at the gas station and getting shot in the head. I mean, this is here in North Carolina. It is very common nowadays. We live in a murderous, violent society. The United States, listen, things may cost more, but life is cheap. And that's true. The United States is soaked in blood, all because why? Because we have rejected the commandment, thou shalt not kill. Listen, God, are you listening? God places high value on life. It is Satan who devalues life. It is Satan's strategy to kill. Jesus said, don't you remember when Jesus said, Satan has come to rob and kill and destroy. That's Satan's strategy. The first homicide found in Genesis is found in Genesis where Cain killed his brother Abel. Don't you remember that? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.